Good morning. We'll be using the booklet in the chat bar, the octave, for morning prayer for the octave of the Epiphany. And that starts on page three of the handout. In our psalm this morning, uh, psalms are 92 and 93, and they begin on page 455. From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name. And a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Together the canticle on page 4. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out, and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 92 and 93, which I mentioned, begin on page 455. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most Highest. To tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute, upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise for the operations of thy hands. O Lord, how glorious are thy works! Thou, thy thoughts are very deep. An unwise man doth not well consider this, and a fool doth not understand it. When the ungodly are green as the grass, and when all the workers of wickedness do flourish, then shall they be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art the most highest forevermore. For lo, my, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish and all the workers of wickedness shall be destroyed. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of an unicorn, for I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see his lust of mine enemies, and mine ear shall hear his desire of the wicked that arise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall spread abroad like a cedar in Lebanon. Such as are planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of the house of our God. They also shall bring forth more fruit in their age, and shall be fat and well-liking. 
that they may show how true the Lord my strength is, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. The Lord is king, and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel, and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began hath thy seat been prepared. Thou art from everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord. The floods have lift up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly, but yet the Lord who dwelleth on high is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 22nd verse of the 8th chapter of the book of Proverbs. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth, when there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth while as yet he had not made the earth, or the fields, or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Here endeth the first lesson. KDM on page 6. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee, the goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee, the noble army of martyrs praise thee, the holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee, the Father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ, thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou dost humble thyself to be born of a virgin, when thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. 
Thou sittest at the right hand of God, in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thou safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the ninth verse of the first chapter of the epistle of St. Paul to the Colossians. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Here endeth the second lesson. Together Jubilate Deo at the bottom of page 7. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thine only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know thee now by faith, may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Uh, first Sunday in Epiphany. 
Um, want to mention the, the collect is briefly for today. The, the part I, I redlined and highlighted the part that says what we're supposed to do, perceive and know what things we ought to do and also may have grace and power faithfully to, to, excuse me, to fulfill the same. And I've been doing a little bit of thinking about that. And one of the things I thought about is, is how do we tell, say, a, a mature Christian from a, let's see, less mature Christian? And then this isn't to judge anybody because I find myself clicking back and forth between these two things. And uh, just was thinking about it. And so I'll share this with you. But I think sometimes when we get involved in, in the things of the world, we find ourselves being be uh, people of the world who believe in Jesus. And I think what God's calling us to instead, and sometimes I can click over there, and my, my goal and my struggle is to, to try to get to the point where I live there more or always. And that's to be a Christian who, who, who lives in the kingdom, who uh, just happens to be in the world, as opposed to a person who is in the world and believes in Jesus. So I think that's what he's asking us to do. And the reason he's asking us to do that is because that's how we live gloriously. And that's how we um, live in the kingdom. And then we're missing like the, the pearls of great price and the jewels and, and, and the power uh, to live in the power of God is so much better to live in the, in the say, the lie or the, the fakeness of the world, which is, which is ending at one point. So just just a thought I had. I don't know if that'll help you or not, or make, you know, give you something to think about anyway. But when I think about the the, the passages and related to that, uh, the Psalms are are um, they're they're um, extolling God and His His greatness, and so it's showing us that that that's what we could put we could hang our hat on the fact that our God is the great God and Creator of the universe and and actually loves us and. So um, this first song, Psalm 92, um, is, is called a Sabbath song because it was, uh, some songs were sung during the week, but this was one of the ones that was reserved for the Sabbath day because it's so worshipful, excuse me, worshipful and uh, glorifies God. And, the, and it gives a, you can hear almost the exuberance of the psalmist as he's writing these things about God and his salvation and his great works. And so it, it's a really good praise song. And it talks about, in verse 3, it says the lute. And we read about, you know, play a lute all the time. And I don't know if we've mentioned it, but uh, from what I looked up, a lute is, uh, I guess the best description that I got, or makes sense to me, was it's like a 10-string guitar. And it's interesting to me because I think sometimes we get guitars in church and some people think that's too minute, uh, modern and they like, um, you know, I'm good with the organ and, and the piano, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the guitar in there, too. I just have to think of it as a lute. Um, so another thing mentioned is the horn, and it, it talked about um, lifting of the horn, and the horn was symbolized in an animal, or if you think of the, a bull has horns, and it kind of uh, sets a bull apart. You know, when you look out in the field and there's cattle and you see one with horns, that's the bull most likely. And so uh, that's the guy who's got the power. And part of the power was he would not put on uh, a yoke if he didn't lower his head. And so they keep their head up. And so you have to grab the horns. And uh, so it was a stubborn animal would hold his head up like he was going to uh, be in charge of himself. And so his head has to be pulled down to be put into the, into the um, harness. And anointing the horn is, is, uh, was a practice they had where they would polish the horn with rubbing oil on them. I'm not even sure why, but that was something they did. So... Uh, and this whole idea of thinking about these things is what invigorated the psalmist for this. Um, 
Yeah, I love the verse in, in Psalm 92 where it says, planted then the house of the Lord. A tree planted in, in a courtyard of a temple symbolized the condition of the people who maintain a relationship with the Lord. And any Lord of the Rings fa fans remember that in Gondor, the white tree that had withered. And, and, uh, and at the, of course, at the end, the, the seed that they carried, the tree came up and it symbolized the, um, the thriving condition of that that uh, community but it may the people who maintain a close relationship with the lord are the ones who will thrive and of course psalm 93 is a little shorter and it just saw it celebrates god's kingship over the world and that's what we hold on to and that's why we can live in the kingdom and be people that are here in the world while we live in the kingdom in verse one it says the lord reigns and that's just an explanation of his universal reign over everything um, even in verses three and four, it says the sea with all its power, and it gives the idea of floods don't even, you know, they're nothing compared to the power of God. And of course, we can trust God because in in verse five it says His testimonies are true. So then we see in Proverbs, we see uh, introduction. It's kind of interesting. We starting. I'm, I'm looking here, and we're going to be going through Proverbs, but we skipped the first few chapters. And so verse eight is kind of a key one because we're introduced to a. Um, I would say almost a personality here, and it's it's a comparison. The rest of Proverbs is going to be compared. Uh, there's going to be a fool, a sluggard, this one who follows wisdom, and this is introducing wisdom. And so wisdom was with God in the beginning and in creation. Um, uh, wisdom is credited for creation. And then in uh, verse 34, the um, Wisdom actually speaks. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. So we're called to, to walk in wisdom. And so speaking of calling, I did Colossians today. I, I love to do this. I, I, we laugh at uh, St. Thomas because Father Kevin won't write in his Bible. And, and I just want a crayon kit and color everything up in mind. And, and so it's this kind of difference in, in how we do it. But um, so in, I look at what, are, what are things that teach me about God when I read Paul's epistles? And so he's writing about God, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things and in him, all things consist. And then in keeping with our colic for the day, um, in blue, which is things I'm supposed to do, we see walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Another blue line is giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. So um, we're supposed to walk worthy, give thanks. And then in, uh, the, the other verse, I have a couple more in blue, but if, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which is preached to every creature, of which I, Paul, became a minister, so, so we walk worthy of the Lord, we give thanks to God, and we continue and hold on steadfastly. And I think that's what Paul's wanting for us, and that's our call from our colic today, which we started with, and going back to that, that we perceive and know what we ought to do, and also may have the grace and power to do that. Since it's Sunday, um, it's a little confusing at times, but I think sometimes our, our, our pattern is to go... Um, right into finish, finishing um, morning prayer on Sunday because we're going to be going into communion. So uh, I'd like to do two prayers, one for the unity of God's people, then for Sunday morning, and then we'll close. Um, prayer for the unity of God's people. 
O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by un our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatsoever else may hinder us from godly union and concord, that as there is but one body and one spirit and one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and one soul, united in holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify thee through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who makest us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, thou safest this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Chris, and uh, good to be with all of you this morning. I don't have to say anything,